Sports. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. But here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And here we are. Happy Saturday morning to you on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is The Scorecard, and we are happily presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito. My partner is Barry Cronin. We are glad to be here with you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8. Keeping you up to date and talking about the great game of golf. Uh, lots going on, Barry. Good morning to you. And uh, uh, we're, we're down in Texas this weekend. Good morning, Mike. Yes, we are. Uh, <clears throat> of course, we aren't personally, but they Correct. are. Uh, yes. The PGA <laughs> Tour is down in Texas. And uh, uh, they're at the Byron Nelson Championship at a new location there at Craig's Craig Ranch in, mm-hmm. right outside of Dallas. And uh, we've got the PGA Championship coming up next week at the Ocean Course out in uh, South Carolina at Kiowa Island. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this week we have the, uh, the first junior major championship of the year. I bet some people didn't even know there was a first junior championship of the year here in Chicago. Nice uh, and close, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the 22nd uh, DuPage County Junior uh, Classic out at the Preserve at Oak Meadows and Maple Meadows out there in Wooddale. And uh, that's exciting. So uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting starting to rock and roll here with the golf season. Yeah, yes, we are, and it's going to be a nice weekend out there. The weather is uh, turning, uh, and I probably just jinxed us for another week of uh, forty degree temperatures, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. we seem to be heading into uh, summer nicely here as we uh, uh, sit here on May fifteenth. Uh, Barry and I broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, you can text us, as always, at 312-644-6767. Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time and shop online at RosenHyundai.com. So lots going on at the Byron Nelson. We also had some some Phil Mickelson news yesterday. We have some some Rory news, at least uh, from last week, which was uh, I know a lot of, lot of people follow Rory McIlroy and uh, enjoy watching him play. Certainly one of the best players in the world. Uh, so why don't we start there, Barry? Rory with a, with a nice win at Quail Hollow last week. Yes, uh, Rory uh, is one of those situations where, uh, you know, there's uh, horses for courses. Uh, it was his third victory uh, at Quail Hollow. Uh, he had won the PGA Championship there uh, when it was there a, a few years ago and also uh, had won that same tournament uh, uh, at the at the uh, at the same course. So, uh, yeah, it was good for Rory to get back. He had not won, I think it was 19 months or something. So you know everybody was ring- has been wringing their hands over, oh my God, when's Rory going to win again? You know, and he's been he's been he's been having some swing issues, and he seems to have uh, 
at least for one week, gotten them under control. So, uh, so I think it was good to see that. I mean, it's great for golf and somebody who's as popular as that and as yeah. likable as a character as Rory McIlroy and uh, who's really a, a fan favorite and who's very transparent in, in all the things that he's going through. Uh, he's a great, great guy, and, uh, and uh, we all love him, you know, here in, uh, in Chicago uh, because there's a big Irish contingent here. I don't know sure. if you've heard, Mike. Yes, I, um, <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> breaking news on the score. That's right. Uh, yeah, and, and it's great to see Rory back. So he played he played real well, and uh, and he wound up winning only by one, but you know still he won, so it was good. Yeah, no, and uh, good. What's good for Rory? I mean, he's one of those, and we we talk certainly, and Tiger remains uh, recuperating. We talk about some of the young uh, star players on the tour. The name draws the guys that. People know by one name, you know, Phil, Rory, Tiger. Uh, Rory is obviously one of those guys, and he is a guy that has a lot of uh, success in his past. He's, uh, as I said, one of the top players in the world. And uh, Rory winning is definitely good for the for the game. It's good for attention. I saw a thing, and listen, I am not uh, – I, I would lose every cent I had if I were online gambling, but I saw, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I saw an, an article – I saw an article on – uh, on CBS Sports yesterday, that uh, said he is the he is the betting favorite for the PGA next weekend. So, so well, you have that and why you and too. why wouldn't he be, uh, Mike? Because because the people people who are betting, you know, that's just a measure. It's not really a measure of uh, of all it is is a measure of the number of people putting their money on Rory. And so, sure. uh, you know, it's it's like uh, it's like a people putting their money on some stock that they don't know anything about, you know? So I'm right. not saying Rory doesn't have a chance to win. He certainly does, but, uh, you know, who would have picked Hideki Matsuyama to win the, uh, to win the masters, uh, uh, uh two months right. ago uh, or a month ago, nobody. So, you know, and nobody well, did cause I, cause I watched all those golf channel pre pre tournament shows. And sure. I don't think one guy mentioned all the experts. I don't think one guy mentioned, Hideki Matsuyama. So who knows? So maybe Rory will win the uh, win the PGA, and, and good that'd be great for him. You know, this segment presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, and uh, let's head on over to the uh, the Byron Nelson uh, Barry. Jordan Spieth was the uh, the talk of the tournament after a 63 on Thursday. Of course, this is uh, this is a home game for Spieth, and uh, and he's enjoyed of a bit of resurgence this year. Fell back to. Uh, uh, tied for sixth after yesterday's 70. So your current leader at 17 under par after two <laughs> rounds. Uh, seems like a uh, misprint there, except uh, it's not. Sam Burns uh, has 17 under. Alexander Norin at 15 under. Uh, Lee at uh, 14 under. There's some low scores down there in Texas this week, Barry. Yeah, you know, uh, Sam Burns won two weeks ago in his last start at Tampa Bay. And his final score was 17 under par. Uh, now, after two rounds, he's uh, he's 17 under par. Um, there were guys. The the cut line was six under. You had to shoot six under just to make the cut. Yep. Um, which Matsuyama barely did, and uh, a couple of, and Vizalatoris also. Will Zalatoris, uh, yep. uh, our two Masters heroes, uh, both shot six under to barely make the cut. Guys who shot five under par. Um, didn't make the cut, and so that's really, uh, really a super low cut. I mean, there there are some low cuts in the world. I mean, you have four unders sometimes, three unders occasionally. Um, this was crazy low, and 
I don't know, man. <laughs> and Spieth, Spieth only shot seventy yesterday, right. and and you know not, you know now he's six off the lead with a with a whole group of other guys. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, they they all went low on Thursday because the wind wasn't blowing, and uh, you know the course is a. It's it's the first year they're playing this course, Craig uh, TPC uh, at Craig Ranch, and um, uh, apparently the greens are real big. They have pretty soft conditions there on Thursday, and so we'll see what happens over the weekend. But the key thing is is that uh, uh, Sam Burns from Louisiana lives in East Texas uh, and was a star at LSU, um, age 24. He's just playing great. And uh, he is a really super talented player. It's taken him a while, you know, since he turned pro to kind of get his footing on the PGA Tour. And apparently uh, he has it because he is uh, playing lights out. Yep. And that's really that's really great, you know, to have a nice another young guy coming out playing great. You know, these young players are just so good. So uh, it's great to have him. And it's good to have Spieth again back in the mix. And we'll, the good thing is we're going to get to talk to uh, Art Strickland about that. He's going to come on the show at 640 uh, uh, from uh, Dallas and, and tell us all about uh, what's going on there with with Jordan. And, uh, you know, of course, Brooks Kepka's limp, limping around yeah. uh, on, a, on, another, on his bad knee. Again, and uh, just trying to to get some reps in before next week's PGA, and he just se- doesn't seem to be doing great. So uh, that'll be looks, good to talk to Art about that. Yeah, look, doesn't look too good for Kepka. Uh, it does look good, as you mentioned. So Burns uh, birdied six of the last eight holes. Um, you know, he's certainly playing well. You look at the the first two uh, scores that he's posted: 65-62. Uh, and it, you mentioned the conditions, so it's definitely it's definitely going to be a low score that uh, that takes this one here. Uh, and Spieth uh, playing good, uh, he's talking about it uh, as well. We'll talk to Art Strickland, uh, longtime uh, golf reporter who is down there. Uh, we will talk to him as well, and actually I may as well let you know uh, the rest of our guests that we have coming up today. We have. Ed Stevenson, he is from the uh, Forest Preserve District of DuPage County, their executive advisor. You talked about the uh, the Junior Classic uh, happening, the 22nd DuPage County Junior Classic uh, this weekend at Oak Meadows. Uh, we'll talk to Ed about that. We'll talk to Ed about the renovation uh, there at Oak Meadows uh, and all of the uh, other different things going on with the Forest Preserve District of DuPage County. That's coming up at 610. Uh, we will jump down to Texas for Art Strickland, a uh, longtime golf reporter covering the Byron Nelson at 640. Uh, and then at 7, and you mentioned Kiowa, uh, we will talk to Roger Warren. He is the uh, president of the uh, Kiowa Island Golf Resort in South Carolina, uh, past president of the PGA of America, native Illinoisan, longtime golf pro here in the Chicago area. Uh, quite an impressive resume for Roger. Uh, we will talk to him uh, at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, and then for our Swing Thoughts segment, uh, Dan Kochevar will join us, uh, an Illinois PGA Teacher of the Year. Uh, and uh, you can uh, find Dan at Oak Brook Golf Course uh, normally, and that is where we will talk to him uh, at 740. So another uh, action-packed uh, and adventurous show for you here today, Barry. Uh, and uh, and we definitely want to uh, keep our focus, too, on the PGA coming up next week. And this segment, by the way, brought to you by Illinois PGA professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. And one other news item that, that struck me yesterday, we actually talked about this. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, 
But Phil Mickelson chasing that elusive U.S. Open title. He did yesterday, I saw this, accept an exemption to play in that U.S. Open because he has not qualified otherwise. Right, yeah. Uh, shocking that he would right. accept that. <laughs> right. uh, uh, but uh, and, and shocking that it would be offered. I, my understand. I think that no other, uh, nobody else, no other player has received an exemption uh, to play in the U.S. Open unless they've won one before. Mm-hmm. And so Phil has not won one. He's been runner-up six times. Clearly, um, as you s- mentioned earlier, uh, Mike, uh, you know he's one of those uh, uh, one-name type players that everybody knows, and certainly um, uh, NBC's paying a lot of money for this uh, event, and uh, you certainly want to have Phil Mickelson uh, on the t- on TV. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, does he really have a chance to win? He certainly hasn't proven it with his play this year. Um, you know, he's fairly competitive last year in certain spots. Um, and, uh, you know, Tiger will not be at Torrey Pines this year, uh, obviously because of his injury. And, uh, and so, you know, it makes sense that the USGA would do this for, for a number of reasons. I mean, obviously Mickelson's the, uh, certainly the, one of the biggest names in the game. But, you know, he also uh, will bring a lot of eyeballs to the, uh, to the event. And, and you know what? Honest to God, uh, I was around when uh, Hale Irwin, uh, at age 46, won the, uh, the U.S. Open out at Medina, and he had received yep. a special exemption. He was the oldest player ever to win that tournament. You know, running around the green, high-fiving everybody uh-huh. when he got into the playoff, and uh, and uh, a playoff that some people forget he almost lost. But anyway, but I mean, that was a big deal. And so, you know, a player can, uh, you know, in golf, they can catch lightning in a bottle. Um, you know, whether Mickelson's going to do it at the U.S. Open, um you know, he's more likely to do it at a place like Augusta National where he really knows the course. And, um, you know, they can sort of, uh, older guys can kind of plot their way around as, you know, as Tiger Woods and Bernard mm-hmm. Longer have proven over the years and Phil even. Uh, but U.S. Open, not so sure about that, um, you know, with with high rough and depending on how they set up Torrey Pines. Um, uh, but it is, the other thing is Phil grew up in San Diego. It's his home course. It's right there in his backyard. So, you know what, it it makes all the sense in the world that he would be playing. So hopefully, you know what, and there would be nothing more exciting than to see him actually compete. And uh, is that going to happen? I don't think so. But you know what? What do I know? Maybe the betting odds are that he will. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and, you know, he grew up playing there. He's he's the old guy, right? I mean, he's going to be 51 uh, a day before the start of the tournament. Um, and, and he says, and I quote, and I got a little chuckle out of this, uh, you can't win if you don't play Phil Mickelson. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, and we know, right. I mean, he's been chasing the U S open, right. He's, he has not, uh, not gotten it yet. He's come close a lot. Uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, call Phil captain obvious for his, you can't win if you don't play. Phil will be playing, uh, at Torrey Pines and, uh, certainly, uh, you would imagine he would have a heavy uh, home rooting contingent, and I don't know what the fan uh, status is out there in California, but uh, r- whatever the number is that they allow on the course, I'm sure there will be a heavy fill contingency out there. Yeah, well, California's been pretty much uh, like like Illinois, pretty much lockdown. So, uh, but you know, they, uh, the uh, the the. Uh, you know the powers that be seem to be allowing us to be a little freer than we were uh, yesterday, so uh, that's yes. a good thing. And uh, maybe even California. You certainly notice in uh, 
in the uh, you know all, ever since um, New, you know New Orleans, uh, Charlotte last week, uh, Tampa Bay, you know there's there's been more there's been more fans and uh, and uh, people are beginning to realize that hey if you're outdoors, probably not going to uh, uh, transmit a lot of virus. Yep. But uh, yep. so we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully California. I think I think they're going to have. I think I read ten thousand people. But you know the good thing is it's changing every day. And it's changing for 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 the better for more people, yep. and that's and that's a good thing. Absolutely. So we will keep our eyes on that. Uh, more on that later in the show, and uh, we need to take a timeout right now. When we come back, uh, we will talk to Ed Stevenson again. He is from the Forest Preserve District of DuPage County, their executive advisor. We'll talk uh, junior golf with him. We'll talk about the uh, renovations going on at Oak Meadows. And uh, all that and more coming up next when we return on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito with you. Good morning here on 670 The Score. And we are back here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. How dare I talk over this, Barry? How can you talk over Waylon? That's that's my bad, and I apologize to our listeners and to Waylon. Well, you need <laughs> Waylon's the only one you have to apologize right. to, my friend, because uh, he wouldn't have any of it. <laughs> no, no, and and uh, as we love to do, we have good fun with this. We like to play music uh, from wherever the PGA Tour is at this week. Uh, Texas is a nice, easy one. Lots of options, and Waylon is a nice place to start. So we are we are happy to do that. We are also. Uh, very happy to head on out to the Alpamani Nissan Hotline. Alpamani Nissan is in Melrose Park on North Avenue or at APNissan.com. Uh, he is the uh, executive advisor, Forest Preserve District of DuPage County, uh, DuPageGolf.com, if you'd like to uh, check out their website. But Ed Stevenson joins us this morning on the scorecard. Hey, Ed, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mike. Good morning, Barry. Uh, I think Waylon can handle talking in his backswing, if anybody can. <laughs> I think those, all those guys like playing golf. I think Waylon was a golfer. I know Willie Nelson, his good buddy, is a big-time golfer. He loves to play. So, you know, it's good. Maybe we'll get him out to play the Preserve at Oak Meadows one of these days next time, if Willie ever gets on the road again at age Love 86 it. or whatever he is. Um, so, so, Ed... Uh, it's so great to have you on, and I think uh, our listeners may not know that uh, I know you'll be uh, all modest about this and, and everything, but uh, folks, when the uh, the clubhouse at uh, the old Oak Meadows Golf Course burned down back, and I think it was 2009, Ed, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, exactly Ed, right. St- Ed Stevenson really was the guy who... Um, you know, along with the help of many other people, of course, Ed, but he really well guided this uh, golf course into what it is today, um, uh, a completely re- renewed, renovated, environmentally, uh, uh, a, a, almost a, it's a conservation area now in addition to being a golf course. And Ed Stevenson had a, he played a huge role in that. And, uh, I, you know, I think I know you're an under the radar kind of guy, Ed, but, uh, but I just wanted to give you a shout out on that uh, for sure. Well, thanks. Thanks for the kind words, Barry. <clears throat> You're right. I mean, it it uh, it definitely it took a team to get this done. But uh, gosh, when you see a great piece of property that's uh, uh, within really within striking distance of Chicago near O'Hare, 
and uh, just filled with uh, some some beautiful uh, habitat. It's, it's it's a shame not to see it reach its full potential. So we were thrilled in 2017 after working with architect Greg Martin to uh, reopen this place, uh, reinvented from its previous era as Oak Meadows and even formerly the Elmhurst Country Club into the preserve at Oak Meadows. And, and yeah, we like to think of it as a a tour of an Illinois landscape, uh, 18 holes of, of world-class golf just wrapped within a nature preserve, Barry. Right, and I think, you know, Ed, uh, people still uh, who, re- who, re- who think of, uh, you know, the old Oak Meadows, maybe think of it as, a, as having, you know, it used to flood all the time after a, a, a big rainstorm. And now, and I know this because I've been out there after big rainstorms, it doesn't flood anymore. And that's because of the brilliant work that uh, you and Greg have done out there to, uh, to remake that, uh, that property. Thanks. You know, I, I think what we love about it is Salt Creek still goes right through the middle of this property. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's defined the history of this place. And, you know, we still get heavy rains, maybe, maybe more so than ever. Some of these, you know, recent Mays, not this one so far, but, uh, when, when the Creek rises, the beauty of it, Barry, is actually, we do flood, but we flood in the right places. We flood into, uh, wetlands and floodplain areas and the tees, greens, and fairways stay high and dry. So uh, when the engineering works, uh, we, we see good things happen, and then we can hold more stormwater for the community and still have a, a really good uh, golf course here that doesn't get damaged from the floodwater. Ed Stevenson, our guest uh, from the Forest Preserve District of DuPage County, their executive advisor. We're talking about the preserve at Oak Meadows. And to me, that's fascinating, Ed, because you're taking, as you mentioned, it's it's a, it's a an existing piece of property an existing golf course at the time and really reinventing it and and i'm sure that's both daunting and exciting all at the same time well you know golf design in general is a challenge it's it's uh, it's like the game of golf it's it's a way of how you you, you manage space and, and manage the yardage and acres you have uh and you know it, it was a challenge uh, but, you know, I think and, and I think we're in an era where we've all recognized golf can do things so much more than just the game itself. The game's great. Uh, but, you know, if you have a golf course that is, you know, fun, challenging, aesthetically beautiful, that's good. But if you have one that does all that and solves problems for the community and uh, can provide, uh, you know, better habitat for communities of, of plants and, and uh, uh, wildlife, uh, then you've really shown what this game can mean. Uh, to, to people and, and what it can do for the communities around around a property. And 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 for the last few weeks, we've been uh, mentioning Ed uh, this uh, golf week, uh, 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 you know, rankings that came out. And so for the uh, state of Illinois, the Preserve at Oak Meadows, you know, is ranked number eight. And of course, whether you're number eight or number seven or number three or whatever it is, uh, to me, doesn't make any difference. It just matters that uh, the Preserve at Oak Meadows is one of the best um, public courses uh, out there. And for people who uh, who like to play and like to get around and play different places, you know, we all tend to play the same places all the time. But if you uh, if you want to get out and see something and play a golf course, it's really uh, unique and interesting. And where Ben Hogan uh, won that was at the 1941 or two. Uh, uh, you're you're good, Barry. It's 1941 Chicago Open. Uh, right. Yeah, right on this site. Man, that that is pretty cool. Uh, but today we have the uh, first major junior championship being played in the Chicago area. And uh, we've got more than 200 uh, boys and girls playing, and uh, their ages 
11 to 18, and uh, and they're playing at. Uh, uh, this is for the 22nd year. It would have been the, you know, the 22nd year in a row, except that uh, <laughs> except that we had the COVID last year and it was canceled. Um, but tell us a little bit about that, Ed. Sure. Well, Barry, you know, the Illinois Junior Golf Association is one of those great uh, golf organizations in the state of Illinois. Uh, We talk about, you know, I mentioned a minute ago, the idea of golf doing something for the community. Well, the the mission of this organization is better people through junior golf. And uh, so that's a big part of what it's all about. But competition is part of that. And uh, you're right, Barry, the DuPage Junior Classic I think this would have been uh, year uh, 23, but it's a, a 36-hole event hosted across uh, two side-by-side golf courses, both owned and operated by the uh, Forest Preserve District here in DuPage County. And uh, we're going to see some of the best junior players in the state out competing today on a Saturday and Sunday. And uh, what's fun is there are uh, a variety of age groups, but there are opportunities with this event with this, within this event for some of the uh, top players to actually qualify and move on to the uh, World Junior Championship. So, uh, you know, not only is there the, uh, you know, the honor and opportunity of, of competing here in Illinois, but to, to move on and be part of the World Juniors, I think, is, is pretty exciting for some of the young players. And we've seen them, Barry and Mike. They are just uh, amazingly talented and seem to get better every year. Yeah, I, I'm thinking as as Barry was saying, you know, ages 11 through 17 or whatever that he's talking about. I'm like, man, 11, awfully young, but I guess you know you, you start them early enough, and uh, and they're they're playing regularly. It's it's uh, no different than uh, whether it's little league baseball or you know youth basketball, whatever. If you start playing golf at a young enough age, you're out there, and and you could certainly uh, play very well at that age. Yeah, it's, it's, it's humbling. You know, I've, I've been, uh, been a PGA professional for over, uh, for 20 years and, and, uh, you know, I've enjoyed the, the, the game of golf, play, play junior golf myself. And then you, you come out and see the scores that actually some of the, uh, you know, 12 year olds and 13 year olds are posting. And, uh, you realize that uh, this, this generation starting to take the game to a different level. And, you know, you, you, you think back to, uh, uh, I know I think back to, you know, some of the ways golf was perceived, uh, even when I was in high school, some of the real athletes were going and playing football and, and, and baseball and, and of course still are, but so many of the athletes now are actually attracted to golf. And, uh, I think Tiger Woods was a big part of that. Uh, uh, what we've learned about concussions and things that, uh, just, you know, unfortunately are part of some of the other contact sports also have uh, helped people just open their eyes and see that golf is, is a go- game that can be played for, uh, for a lifetime. And if you're an athlete that wants something that you can continue to keep doing, uh, you know, at the next level, but then even beyond recreationally, uh, you know, golf's, golf's enjoying really a, a revival and all that. Uh, Ed, you, uh, you, you, of course, experienced the whole COVID, uh, the golf boom during COVID. Uh, what was, uh, what were your experiences out there at, uh, at the preserve at Oak Meadows and, and more generally at the uh, forest preserve, uh, DuPage County courses? Yeah, of course, you know, what stating the obvious here it was such an unexpected year. I, I think uh, this time last year, if we were, uh, uh, were talking, we'd have been questioning whether there'd have been a golf season at all. Uh, of course, the state of Illinois hadn't opened up to golf yet <clears throat> back in April. But what actually happened was one of the most amazing golf seasons we've had in over 20 years uh, with, uh, with little else to do. And I, I think people realizing the, the, the physical and, and uh, mental benefits of being outside 
once the course is open, they came out in droves. Uh, a place like the Preserve at Oak Meadows, year over year, we saw a 46% increase in the number of greens fees and people playing, and that was in a shortened season. Wow. And, uh, you know, That's I had a great yeah. shot in the arm. Yeah. yeah. It shot in the arm for the game of golf. We saw it in our preserves, too. You know, we uh, overall, the Forest Preserve District has 60 properties throughout uh, DuPage County. Three of them happen to be golf courses, but we saw visitation last year go from uh, about 4 million visitors a year in a typical year prior to COVID to over 6 million visitors uh, during the COVID year. So, uh, you know, if we get one silver lining out of COVID, I think people have uh, in some ways renewed their love affair with time spent outside and, and being with nature and, and doing activities like, like the game of golf. Yeah, Ed, I think you hit it right on the head, and and we will end on that note. Uh, we really appreciate your time, and I know lots of us uh, feel exactly as you do about getting outside, playing uh, playing some golf, and and you have a, a nice, uh, very cool setup there at the Preserve at Oak Meadows, uh, and uh, we appreciate you joining us this morning on the Scorecard. Great guys, uh, great hit them straight this morning, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me uh, chat with you. Thanks, Ed. We'll talk about your new clubhouse next time. Sounds great. See you, Barry. All right. That's Ed Stevenson uh, from the Forest Preserve District of DuPage County. Um, And absolutely, Barry, I mean, I think he is uh, right on the head. And certainly the the tours that he mentioned in terms of the other preserves uh, and the other things other than just the golf. But certainly uh, I know uh, I, I don't speak for only myself when I say it's. It's nice to get out. It's, uh, you know, get out of the house, get up, be active, and uh, and uh, not kind of uh, sit there and stare at your screen all day. Uh, a lot of fun to be had on the old golf course there at Preserve at Oak Meadows. Well, when you think what he said was there's a 46% increase in play last year, year over year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've heard, we've heard different... Um, uh, uh, statistics nationwide, you know, and generally speaking, the uh, the uh, number is about 20 to 25 percent. That's what we've heard. But when you go into these little micro districts uh, and, and you look at DuPage County, which is clearly uh, a, a, has, a, has a number of golf courses out there and people, um, uh, uh, you know, it's a sort of an affluent sport. So people have a little bit of disposable income out there and a little bit more disposable time because they're not on the train going back and forth or on the uh uh, 290 or the Eisenhower trying to get mm-hmm. into the city, uh, they're working from home, have a little bit of extra time. You know, you're not wasting two hours a day uh, in the car or on the train getting to and from work. Um, that's uh, an opportunity to get out there and play some golf and, and be with your children and, uh, and your family. Uh, and and uh, that's really 46% is unbelievable to me. Yep. But it's it's terrific, and it's it's happened uh, around uh, around the Chicago area uh, quite a bit, I think, uh Yep. Last year, and it's, so now we got to keep it going, and I think it's continuing, right? I do, I do think it's continuing here in 2021, Barry, and uh, uh, hopefully for the long term. And I certainly think uh, the odds on that are good. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will head on down to the Byron Nelson Championship down there in Texas. Art Strickland, longtime golf writer, will uh, join us to talk about what's going on there with Jordan Spieth, with our buddy. Uh, Will Zalatoris and uh, Sam Burns and all the other golfers and uh, that very low leaderboard uh, when we return. It's the Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
And you've got the scorecard here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. You mentioned Willie Nelson, uh, Barry, earlier. There he is. A young Willie Nelson. Young Willie Nelson. What is he? 1961 he wrote that song. And, of course, it was a big hit for Patsy Cline, which I know you remember. Yes, like, I, I actually uh, do. Like no, it's it was that, yesterday. <laughs> that is the that is the famous version of the song. Uh, but uh, Willie, what is he? I was gonna say eighty seven something like. He's he's, he's, he's up he's there. Eighty six or eighty seven. He just turned. Uh, I think I think it was eighty six. Right. Anyway, but they celebrate his birthday on two days because he was born like maybe the you know he started coming out. Uh, on one day and like then was born like right after midnight so they they celebrate his birthday over the course of two days which of course is just what he needs another another That's day right. to party you know uh-huh <laughs> hey amazing. if i'm still if i'm still kicking it like willie when i'm 87 i'll be right out there with him anyway hey, we, did we you use see that he's on a fedex commercial now did you see him he's on yeah. the fedex commercial it's a pretty <laughs> it's a hysterical <laughs> anyway we, whatever we, we... <laughs> Go ahead. We're, I'm sorry. No, no worries, Bear. We are we are featuring Texas music today as the PGA Tour uh, is down in Texas uh, at the uh, TPC Craig Ranch in McKinney, Texas, right outside outside Dallas. The Byron Nelson Championship. We bring in uh, on the Alpamani Nissan Hotline, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or at APNissan.com. Uh, veteran golf writer and uh, you know, also has a really sweet side gig. We'll talk about that, too, with Art Strickland, who joins us now. Good morning, Art. Hey, good morning. Good to be with you guys. Good morning, Art. We got you your uh, personal uh, walk-up music, uh, "Crazy" by Willie Nelson. So that's good. I know you're. I know you're not quite as old as Willie Nelson, but uh, but it is good to hear the song every once in a while. Uh, yeah, but so, isn't that what the game strives you most of the time? Is crazy. I think that's appropriate. <laughs> you got that right. Hey, uh, listen. More important than anything else, is it true that uh, Jordan Spieth had the COVID? Yeah, that's right. You know, and it's very strange. Uh, he, uh, he he was home the week of New Orleans, one point in the New Orleans tournament, started feeling bad. So he took he went to the he went to the uh, uh, pharmacy, you know, the uh, CVS or whatever, Walgreens, and went to the pharmacy, took three at home COVID tests, and. He took one rapid to PCR, I think, and he said, after all three came back positive, I figured I had it. So, <laughs> you know, he self-diagnosed himself with COVID, but he felt bad for a couple of days and then started feeling better. So, and actually, he feels pretty good now after shooting uh, 63 and then uh, 70 and right there for the weekend. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And how about this guy, Sam Burns? He's already 17-under, and he won at Tampa Bay with his final score of 17-under. That that kid's quite a player, isn't he, Art? Well, and you guys know, because you've been around golf forever like I have, you know, one of the great sayings on the tour is the best time to win your second event is right after you've won your first. And I think, <laughs> uh, I think Sam's proven that. I mean, he's hot, obviously. You know, playing good, feels good, and... You know, it's so hard to win out here on the PGA Tour. And the finally breakthrough, Sam's been out here three, four years. And, you know, finally breakthrough and win, that's such a relief for these guys. 
And so you are kind of freed up. You know, and Jimmy Walker, who's another Texas guy, went 10 years without winning on the year 10. And he finally broke through. And now Jimmy's won six times. So winning once is such a relief to these guys. And winning second doesn't seem that hard, I don't think. Yeah, and you know, Art, uh, we were talking earlier that Sam uh, had a great college career uh, and came out and and seems to be figuring it out. I think he's 24 years old. So, you know, after a, a little time on the tour, and you just mentioned he, he, he won his last start out, uh, some of these guys get it immediately. You have you have uh, instant gratification, and sometimes it, it, it takes you a little while. It takes you some work. Yeah, you, you've got to find your way. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But I think it is a relief. Uh, uh, most fans have no idea how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour and how many good players there are out here, which is why the cut was six under par. I mean, uh, you know, think about going home and telling your wife or telling your parents, guess what? I shot five under today. I had it rolling. It was great. And I missed the cut because uh, everybody else had six under. So, you know, uh, six under par for the cut would have tied a, a 51-year record says the Bob Hope Desert Classic in 1970. But this fall in Las Vegas, the cut was seven under par. So just remarkable how many good players there are. And, or they're, uh, they're taking it to the Craig Ranch courts this week. Right. You know, and it's uh, interesting, Art, that you say about the Craig Ranch course. Well, it must be an easy course. But tell that to the guys who shot, you know, four over and uh, are no longer with us uh, on this uh, in this event so the the, the courses are are uh, compl- it's obviously playing comparatively easy now why is that is it just the big greens and and soft conditions or what what's the story well uh, part of it is the zoysia fairways which a lot of people know zoysia all sets up uh, on the fairway it doesn't sink down to the bottom like Bermuda does it'll mm-hmm. zoysia fairways and the ball will sit up in the fairways also, it's a pretty wide open course. Uh, there are you know trees here, but but the trees are pretty far back, and so you know this is really a bomber's paradise. That's why you see guys like uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, is the eight under right now, and right there in the mix. And so you know wide open, and the greens are in perfect shape. You know, uh, I remember that. Uh, you know, guys like Jason Day came in and said, the greens are so good. If I miss a putt this week, it's my fault. It's not the course's fault. And so right. those three things combined, you know, very little wind. You know, we've got a lot of sun. It's warm out here, but uh, not much wind at all. And that's recipe for low scores. And, plus, these are the uh, best players in the world. So that helps, too. Right. And we know that uh, looking forward to next week at the PGA – it's the one major championship that Jordan Spieth has not won. So I think right. one of the one of the reasons I'm interested in this tournament this week, other than just you know sort of interest, uh, general interest, is that uh, this is a preparation for him for for next week at Kiowa. And I don't know if you have any sense of that, um, you know, any feelings about uh, any thoughts about what's uh, how this shapes up for a preparation for Kiowa. I mean, I, and and obviously there's not a lot of guys playing. Yeah, well, I think, you know, for Jordan, it shapes up very well. Obviously, he broke through. Talking about how hard it is to win, you know, he had gone three years without winning and broke through at the Texas Open San Antonio the last month right before the Masters. And then, um, you know, he's playing good this week. And, 
you know, it was interesting. Someone asked him, you know, how much of the career Grand Slam, because that's all he lacks for the career Grand Slam. So like all Rory lacks for the career Grand Slam, it's the Masters. And so somebody asked Jordan how much he thinks about it, you know, uh, career Grand Slam and winning the PGA. And Jordan said, well, really, do you brought it up? Not that much. <laughs> you know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, uh, you know, they're out playing and, you know, uh, he was in a slump. There's no way else to put it. Jordan was really in the slump and hadn't won in three years. Hadn't really come particularly close. And then, you know, this this year he kind of turns the switch and you know he sticks with uh, he sticks with his plan. And I had an interesting talk with Jordan's dad, Sean, this week. He was out here and we were walking the course together and talking. And Sean said. The only pressure to change a coach or to change a caddy, and that's what most players do when they're in a slump. Rory's done both: change the coach, change the caddy. The only pressure to change a coach, change a caddy comes internally, and Jordan resisted that pressure because he thought internally he was on the right track. He said, "You media guys, you try to put pressure on players to make a change," but Jordan felt like he was on the right track. Obviously, that was proven out uh, when he won the Texas Open and then playing good this year and playing good this week. So, you know, uh, Kiwa and Jordan wouldn't surprise me at all to see him right there in the mix. That'd be great to see. Hey, Art, I got to ask you before we go. This was when we talked uh, the other day, you were a longtime golf writer for um, for Golf Week. And of course, we know the magazines have all collapsed and, and everything with the Internet. So you have reinvented yourself. You're now the. I love this. The CEO and Chief Fun Officer at the Art of Golf Travel. And you leave in the individuals and groups uh, on kind of bucket list trips, including the Masters, uh, Top 100 Courses, Scotland and Ireland, other great golf venues. It's, the, the, it's called theartofgolftravel.com. So tell us about that. What's the cool, what are the most popular trips that you do, Art? Yeah, well... That's right. You know, I've been very fortunate, like you guys. I've been to a lot of awesome places in my career. And so I really, about three years ago, I just came to the realization, why can't I share this with other people? Why can't I take people where I've been and the contacts I know and give them the same experience I've had? And so that's what I've done. I've I've, formed this company, theartofgolftravel.com, and I take people on bucket list trips. And, for example, you know – we just did a trip down to String Song in Florida, which was incredible. You know, we're we're taking 16 guys to uh, Bandon Dunes in August, which is sold out with a waiting list. You know, uh, we're going to go to San Diego. You know, they're playing the U.S. Open in San Diego uh, next month at Torrey Pines. We're playing at Torrey Pines, and we're staying at Torrey Pines in July, July 25 through 28. So we're taking them to some cool places. And then also, a lot of guys... They want to go, uh, they want to play some cool places they can't get on otherwise. Some really cool, you know, private club places. Maybe they want to, uh, they want to look at the top 100 lists on Golf Digest or Golf Magazine, check off a couple of those. And I help them there as well because I use my contacts to help people out. And, uh, you know, whether, like I said, we're going to Ryder Cup. And we've sold that trip out, you know, a lot, of, a lot of eagerness to travel. And I'm sure you guys are seeing that up in the Chicago area. People yeah. are tired of being cooped up. You know, no they, kidding. they and, sit at home for a year. <laughs> and yeah. So, and, and, you know, and, we're, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, I just said that people are, you know, eager to travel. And so that's why we sold out our Bandit Dunes trip. We sold out our Ryder Cup trip. We've got a couple of spots left for San Diego in July to, you know, kind of to uh, play the U.S. Open course, to play the private Del Mar Country Club course and uh, Grand Del Mar where Tom Foddy is done. And so, you know, obviously we go to the Masters every year. We take guys to the Masters. You know, I had a guy uh, Sunday, actually last Sunday, he goes, I had no luck with the Masters lottery. I've tried the Masters lottery for 20 years, and I don't have any luck. He said, do you think you can help me out? I said, David, I can help you out very well. Because, All right. You know, I've, yes. got, I've got tickets. Hmm. So that's what I do, com. We go to some great places and have great times, and I set it all up for people. And, you know, that's why it's been very successful. Yeah, it sounds, uh, Art, uh, it sounds like you have quite the Rolodex and uh, and are putting it to good use. And if, if you still have an actual Rolodex, congratulations. I know those are a thing of the past as well. But, uh, yeah, no, sounds fantastic. And the site is theartofgolftravel.com. I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, would uh, be interested in some of those trips. So we appreciate your time uh, and enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend there down in Texas. Thanks so well, much, Well, you Art. know what? We're teeing off this early this morning. We're going into something. We're teeing off at 7 o'clock this morning. So I got to get to work. But always good uh, to be with you guys. Uh, all right, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Art. Yes, That's sir. Art's... Y'all have a good day. You have a great day, too. Art Strickland uh, from the Byron Nelson Championship. And, uh, Barry, he's four minutes away from his tea time. And we're four, four <laughs> minutes away here on uh, the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine from our chat with Roger Warren. You guys were talking about Kiowa. He is the president of the Kiowa Island Golf Resort in South Carolina. Long history local to Chicago and to the state of Illinois. We'll talk to Roger when we return. And actually, right before we go, log on to cdga.org slash contest. Yes, we have a contest for you. Registered to win a CDGA season starter pack. In the pack, you get an imperial hat, towel, and zero-friction super tube with spectrum mat balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season. So that's cdga.org slash contest. Roger Warren, when we come back here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.